following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. to hump day edition of main street sports today on the program will be joined by miss heather williams wcyb tv also uh pete weber with the nashville predators those are our guests today a couple of topics will uh approach xfl names coaches during the USFL opening week that's coming through this weekend. Interesting timing. Also, the Braves' uh, daily recap by the two biggest Braves fans this side of the Duck River. And it's wild and wacky Wednesday on this hump day edition, April 13th, 2022. Now to the Hall of Famer and Sports Writer of the Year, Mo Patton. Here's a Sundrop kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. Welcome in. It is Wednesday, and we have a great show lined up for you. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm so excited to get into it. We have a ton of great stuff to talk about, including NASCAR, XFL, the Washington Commanders, uh, some transfer portal craziness going on in in college football. Uh, Obviously, the Braves are coming off a big win last night and struggling in today's (laughs) game and we'll just get to that when we get to it of course pete weber after juice last night with a heck of a night for the goalkeeper in gold big night for him and for uh, ryan johansson who gives the preds a much needed couple of points and of course it's wild and wacky wednesday where we give you the weirdest and wildest news from across the world All of that coming your way here in just a few short minutes. But before we get to any of that, we need to get to yesterday's results, today's schedule. And we'll do that by sending you back to JP for the rundown. This is the rundown. All right. uh, Busy rundown. As always, we'll get started in high school baseball scores from yesterday. It was Beach over Hendersonville, 5-2. Blackman down to Oakland, 3-1. CPA over Columbia Academy, 8-5. Portland with a pair of wins over Creekwood, 5-1 and 5-3. Kolioka defeated Santa Fe, 18-8. Clarksville Academy over Davidson Academy, 13-2. DCA down Friendship Christian, 4-3. Summertown over Giles County, 4-3. Murfreesboro Central Magnet shut out Glencliff, 10-0. Collinwood also, shut out Hampshire 12-0. Independence with a pair of wins over Columbia 7-1 and 8-1. Lawrence County shuts out Spring Hill last night. Rossview falls to McCracken County, Kentucky 10-3. Um, but won the second game 7-6. McCracken County, an honorary TSSAA member at this point. Grace Christian Franklin uh, over Middle Tennessee Christian 8-5. Lewis County 9-2 winners over Mount Pleasant. Nolansville shutting out Ravenwood yesterday 5-0. Portland with a pair of 1-0 wins over Creekwood. How about that? Rockvale 13-3 over Eagleville. Siegel 5-1 wins over Riverdale. Stewart's Creek 9-1 over Smyrna. Tullahoma falls to Page 5-3. Richland down Wayne County 6-1. And Loretto shuts out Wilson from Alabama 8-0. 
High school softball yesterday, it was Clarksville 10-0 over Clarksville Northeast. Friendship Christian 11-6 over Clarksville Academy. Columbia Academy 16-0 over Franklin Road Academy. Lewis County shut out by Loretto 12-0. Lawrence County also shut out by Marshall Bible out of Alabama 3-0. Siegel 13-1 winners over Oakland. Riverdale over Rockvale 8-2 the final there. Wayne County Shutting out Santa Fe big 16 to nothing and Summertown doing the same to Mount Pleasant 9 to nothing. On the pitch yesterday, Giles County putting nine goals in the net over Lawrence County, uh, 9 to nothing. Smyrna 2, Murfreesboro Central Magnet 1, Oakland shutting out Riverdale 6 to Neal. Blackman 3-3 tie with Rockvale yesterday. Stewart's Creek. Uh, falls to Siegel two to one. Columbia shutting out Summit three to nothing. Watertown ten to one over York Institute and Merrill Hyde nine nothing over Westmoreland. College baseball yesterday, number one team goes down with the Wood Bats. They fall to Tennessee Tech in Knoxville uh, from Smokies Park three to two. The final Tennessee Tech with their first ever uh, win over a number one ranked team, I believe, in history. Vanderbilt, 7-4 winners over Western Kentucky. MTSU shutting out Lipscomb, 7-0. Alabama, 3-1 winners over Belmont. And Lee defeated Trevecca, 9-8. In Major League Baseball, the Braves, 16-3 winners on Tuesday over the Nationals. And uh, that was last night. Already in action and almost complete. They are in the ninth, I believe, and 3-1 Guys, is that uh, where we are currently in the ninth exactly. inning, Nats? Yes. Okay, so the Nationals winning 3-1. to one, That's in the ninth inning. Um, in uh, minor league baseball, AAA, the Sounds fall to the Stripers 4-3. to three, And in the NHL last night, the Preds one nothing Overtime winners over the San Jose Sharks. On tap for today, high school baseball at 4 o'clock. Uh, Maplewood at... At Antioch, Kolioka at Collinwood, they'll throw out a pitch at 6 p.m. Independence at Columbia at 6.30 tonight. Father Ryan hosts Innsworth. That's a 4.30 first pitch. Trousdale County at Friendship Christian at 5.30. Middle Tennessee Christian will be at Grace Christian Franklin, a 6.30 first pitch there. Wilson Central at Green Hill for his 6 o'clock start. Fairview at Harpeth at 6.30 this evening. Clarksville Northeast travels north to Hopkinsville, Kentucky for a 6 p.m. first pitch. At 4.30 this afternoon, Lipscomb Academy hosts Pope John Paul II. Brentwood Academy will be at MBA at 4.30 this afternoon. Uh, Station camp at McGavick tonight for a 7 o'clock primetime start. West Creek will be at uh, Montgomery Central later tonight at 6.30. At 6, Blackman will be at Oakland. 6.30, Ravenwood hosts Nolansville. Siegel will be at Riverdale at 6. And Centennial will be playing Summit today. Check your local listings and your local front office for start times on that one. Softball, uh, Web School at BGA at 5 o'clock today at 4.30. CPA will be at Davidson Academy at 5. Santa Fe at East Hickman. Fairview hosts McEwen also at 5. At 4.30, Harpeth Hall is at Father Ryan. Glencliff. Uh, host Pearl Cone for an early 3.30 start today. Clarksville Northwest at Joe Burns at 6 tonight. 4.30, we'll see Pope John Paul II hosting Brentwood Academy. Riverdale's at Smyrna at 6.30 tonight. At 5.30, we'll be Clarksville at West Creek, followed by Macon County at Westmoreland at 5. Coffee County at Wilson Central at 6.30 tonight. Boys Soccer, 7 p.m., the lone game in Middle Tennessee, Paige will be hosting Spring Hill. That's at 7 o'clock tonight. College softball. That's at oh, 5. That's at 5, five not 7. Five. Okay. 
Right. All right. The, the weather has weather has moved it up. Uh, yeah. And and always a disclaimer: weather permitting with all of these as storms are rolling through today. So, um, all right, college softball uh, tonight, six o'clock, Tennessee hosting Western Carolina, the Catamounts, and the Sounds uh, taking on the Stripers at six o five. First pitch file for the Sounds, Winans for the Stripers, and that is your Wednesday Rundown. Brought to you by Insert Your Business Here. That's right. You can you can sponsor <laughs> today or tomorrow's Rundown. If you'd like, just shoot us a message. Uh, C-Y-O-W or M. Patton at MainStreetMediaTN.com. Do not forget the TN. Very important. Or you can just... Very important because we won't get it otherwise. <laughs> right. Or you can just, you know, message us on Twitter at MS underscore sports today. Love to have you in this space here. And I'll, and I'll tell you, it is very economically uh, advantageous for our reach. So... Especially for our reach. Yeah. Today's top story and opening pitch comes from the left coast where the San Francisco Giants made some history last night, Mo. Inadvertently. (laughs) It wasn't on purpose. No, it was not on purpose. Giants assistant coach Alyssa Natkin made baseball history when she became the first woman to appear as a coach in an on-field capacity in a regular season major league game. Um. Nacken stepped in at first as first base coach for San Francisco in the bottom of the third inning after former Vandy boy Antoine Richardson was ejected um, from the game. He How and, do you, wait, what is what was his role? First base coach. How you get ejected? You the first base coach. Well, because you from your dugout get into a verbal confrontation with the third base coach of the San Diego Padres, oh. former St. Uh, former St. Louis manager, Mike Schilt. And you have a overreaching umpire. That's a heck of a situation there. So it's a situation <laughs> and it's an ongoing situation as it turns out. So that should be can, fun. But yeah, bottom line, looking forward to more San Diego, San Francisco games. Oh, now there's, there's sticking a, up late, late, not first pitches. Take your nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to look forward to. I think because, um, apparently San Diego got hot and bothered because somebody stole a base with the Giants up 10-1 and somebody bunted for a base hit in an eventual 13-2 game and, you know, the unwritten rules and all that other stuff. And the Giants have decided they are if not they going. Were, if there were rules, they'd be written, Mo. Well, the Giants have decided they are not playing by the unwritten rules <laughs> this year. Said, and so, the, the Giants said if there were rules, they'd, they'd be, be written. written. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that is phenomenal. If we're going to play until you get us out 27 times. <laughs> well, I mean – we saw last night D. Strange Gordon beaning Travis Darno. <laughs> yeah, with a 52 mile an hour fastball. Yeah. yeah. Former Nashville Sound D. Strange Gordon. We'll talk about last night's game because we'll certainly want to spend more time on last night's game than we do on today's game. As it is currently as trending. It currently sits, yeah. Uh, unless, and I'm not going to be upset if uh, 
if somehow the Braves were to come back and and Kenley Jansen was to get a win because my fantasy team could certainly use it. But that's neither here nor there. It's all about you, isn't it's, it, Chris? It's, listen, I have no – what other reason do I have to, re, to, to to watch Major League Baseball other than for my enjoyment, no matter whether it be as a fan or as a fantasy owner? I mean – There you go. Look. There you go. <laughs> anyway, we got a great show lined up. Heather Williams is coming up, and she's going to tell us about – what what many mo are calling the most boring race in NASCAR history, and that is that that's a uh, a claim to say the least. So interesting. We'll talk to Heather right after this on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Y'all come back. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, a look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931 388 5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, JP Plant on the controls back in the Berg. We come to you live from Columbia down here in Southern Middle Tennessee, and glad to be with you as we are continuing to 
siphon through all of the sports from the weekend, from the yesterday, from the today, from the tomorrow. <laughs> it's, you know, to the Sunday, this this coming Sunday, as a matter of fact. Actually, no, not this coming Sunday. It's Easter Sunday, and we don't race on Easter Sunday. Uh, so there's We'll have some other stuff going on, but not racing. Right. Um, the next race that, that, we, that we get, though, Mo, mm-hmm. is in Bristol. Bristol, baby. Which means last week, firsthand knowledge comes from our friend Heather Williams, who was in Martinsville for Heather, what many are calling the most boring race in NASCAR history. So dramatic. So, so dramatic. It was not that boring. And I do have to correct you. We are actually racing on Easter in Bristol. The race is this day. Yes, under the lights on Since Easter. When? Sunday. Since this year, uh, NASCAR okay. wants to make a um, a Easter event like the NBA on Christmas or uh, NFL on Thanksgiving, so they have decided to race the dirt on Easter Sunday. How's that going to go over? Uh, it hasn't gone over that great, if I'm just being honest with you, with the people here in uh, in Bristol. But uh, the track is trying to do some things to make it a little bit more uh, inviting uh, to uh, – the folks around here, they're having a huge, massive Easter revival service on site on Sunday afternoon at four o'clock. So um, for those that don't, who are maybe staying at the track or can't go to service on uh, Easter Sunday, they can come have this great revival service. They brought in a bunch of big names to do it. And um, the, the question is, who's going to be leading the prayer? Because, you know, that that one pastor from Tennessee, when he did the, the <laughs> The prayer at Nashville Super Speedway. Oh, I wish it was that guy. <laughs> I, I do too. Gonna, I think it's actually going to be Joe Gibbs. But with, um, with his, <laughs> that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, I, I would think that would be pretty acceptable to the large majority of fans. Race in fans, yeah. 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 So, okay. You're so, talking but, about the guy who, thank God for a smoking hot wife. Yes. Yeah, okay. yes, oh, that guy was amazing. Oh, uh, I have that like saved on my phone because it it's so awesome. Best prayer in sports history, it is, folks. Without a doubt. Uh, but getting back to Martinsville, and then we can talk about Bristol in a little bit. Um, it wasn't the greatest race, and especially for Martinsville, a place where, you know, a lot of people consider to be one of the great racetracks in the sport. Um, but I actually blame the weather <laughs> for the racing. Um Race cars, NASCAR race cars do not perform well in cold temperatures, and you can't pass with when it's cold. So, Sounds like me. <laughs> and me. Well, I was you... out there getting hit with sleet, and I was not enjoying myself. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, I mean, NASCAR, if they really want to race at night at Martinsville, what they need to do is either move it later in the season or just go back to running it in the daytime. Yeah, well, it, uh, it was certainly an interesting race from start to finish because everyone was kind of going, well, is anybody ever going to pass William Byron? Because (laughs) he led 212 laps. Um, And and, the rest of the laps were led by his teammate. And eventually, uh, no, no one, (laughs) no one was going to pass William Byron. So uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, this is another first time winner this year is that correct no william actually won down in atlanta he's the first time winner this year and um 
it was so funny because I was talking to drivers after the race and, uh, you know, everybody's complaining about the inability to pass. And then I got to Austin Dillon. He's like, I don't know. I started in 26th position. I passed plenty of cars to get to the front. So I guess, <laughs> I guess it's all perspective, right? But for the most part, <laughs> passing was very difficult. Yeah, Ross Chastain started 27th and finished in the top 10 as or top five, actually, finished yeah. fifth. So, you know, it, it, it was certainly a unique uh, experience for a lot of fans who were uh, expecting more from uh, the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 400, the Jeremiah P. Body Polyunsaturated, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, when you, you know, when, when we look at the top, 10 and you see only two Hendrick Motorsports cars, although one of them won. It's just unusual uh, these days that, that Hendrick is just not uh, dominating the top five or six positions. And is that a, a, um, a product of the new car? A little bit. I think it's a product of strategy. I think what you saw happens, I think that the five, um, and the 48 were on one strategy and the 24 and the nine were on a different strategy and what mm -hmm. the 24 and the nine tried worked. I think when they come back to Martinsville, they'll all four be on that strategy and you'll see them all up front. But I think part of having multi-race teams with the new car is everybody's trying to find something, right? Nobody has a notebook. So uh, you're splitting up those, those strategies and, and, you know, at a track like, Martinsville, where it was very hard to pass, you couldn't change. Yeah, you'd like to train. We're right by the train. <laughs> the well, I grew up next to one, so that. I, this you can is that's, that on the air here at the station. Sometimes it's that loud. Wow, um, that's funny. But it, just, it really it is out for those guys. Yeah, you could also hear thunder and lightning on the air in our station. Well, I guess that's great for the uh, the meteorologist smoke. <laughs> like, well, it's thundering outside currently. <laughs> Can't miss that one. On-air updates. Huh? <laughs> Live yeah. and See, Before when you didn't have me on camera, I was just in the audio booth, and so it was nice and, you know, contained from all the all the sounds, but it's not a very pretty picture. Not that this is much better, but um, <laughs> I didn't want to end up being a padded room. I, I understand that completely. <laughs> uh, looking forward to Sunday and this under-the-lights Bristol Motor Speedway first time on Easter Sunday food city dirt race, uh, you know, dirt is a different animal and one, one Bristol's a different animal Two, you add dirt into the mix and things are going to get crazy as they almost always do. So what do we expect the unexpected? Yeah. Who knows? When I talk to drivers, everybody has a different theory as to what's going to happen and how this racetrack's going to race because not only is it dirt on Bristol, not only have we only done this once, but they've changed some of the characteristics of the track. They've gone from 19-degree uh, banking to progressive banking, which goes from 16 to 20 degrees in the turns. And then they're also running at night, which changed the complexion of the race. So even the notes that they had from last year go out the window, not to mention we're running, running a brand new car. So who knows? Everybody expects it to be better than it was last year because of those changes, but Everybody also expected Martinsville to be good last week, too, and it was a dud. So who knows what we're going to get? Well, you know, last year there was a lot of dust, and I, I'm certainly – it's it's always interesting when you get stock cars on dirt because they're not 
I mean, they're not supposed to be there. But this is, you know, this this next gen car certainly gives them a, an added bonus of the unknown. So if you were a betting woman, Heather, where what, what would you say is the the safe bet this weekend? As far as the driver, or yes, how, okay. let's go with it. Let's go with the driver first. So we just taped our pre race special, and I'll tell you who I'm picking. Although it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a out of the box underdog pick, if you will. But I'm picking for our race special. I'm picking Bubba Wallace. And now you may be looking at me saying, Heather, why in the world would you pick Bubba Wallace? He's not a dirt guy. He's run terrible this year. Why are you picking Bubba? A couple of reasons. First of all, he's not a dirt guy, but he doesn't have a win in dirt. He won at Eldora in the trucks, which is a very difficult thing to do. Also, the biggest problem with the 23 car this year has been their pit crew. Last week in Martinsville, he was running inside the top 10. They had... They went over the wall too soon, and he got sent to the back of the field and never could pass because passing was impossible at Martinsville. This week at Bristol, we don't have live pit stops. Because of the dirt and the transition from the dirt to the concrete on pit road, you're driving in, you're coming in out of the pits exactly the order you came into the pit, so it doesn't affect your your position in any way by having a bad pit stop. Those two things combined, I think, could work out very well for the 23. Now, if you're going to Vegas, don't pick the 23. If you're going to Vegas, um, you'll probably want to go with either Kyle Larson, who's at their expert, or Christopher Bell, or Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who actually finished second in this race last year. But I'm picking Bubba because I think that that team has been underperforming and they're due for a breakthrough. Heather, let me ask you, and and again, it, it's well established, this is not – my area of expertise if i have one but i mean can you fix a pit crew sure i sure you absolutely can each of the pit crews have usually i mean they have the five guys that go over the wall but they will usually have four or five other guys that train and maybe pit an xfinity series car or a truck series car and don't pick the primary car so you can switch those guys in and out and try different things if the pit crew you have isn't working um it's also worth noting too that bubba's crew chief has been suspended the last couple of weeks which has probably not been great for his pit crew but uh and he'll be back actually next week um he's still suspended this week at bristol but yeah, so there are definitely things you can do uh, for the pit crew. Before we let you out of here, you know, I, I'm going to have to ask this question because, boy, has he been the the name to know outside of the Cup Series, and that's Ty Gibbs. <laughs> this guy has been nothing but a – a journalist's dream, I would assume, because <laughs> there's something is going to come out of that Saturday or, or Xfinity race just about every time because he's going to give you something to talk about. For sure. I mean, first of all, the kid is uber talented, right? I mean, he jumped into a car, ran part-time last year, and won Rookie of the Year as a part-time driver in the Xfinity Series. I mean, that's pretty much unheard of. I think he won four or five races. Um, he's coming this year. He won two races. He's on his way to running a third one this week at Martinsville. And then he met his old friend, Sam Mayer, who those two were rivals back in the day in the ARCA series. You know, Sam gave uh, Ty a run for his money every weekend in the ARCA series and is equally as talented. So, yes, he, he definitely gives us something to talk about. And I don't know that either one of those kids were necessarily – not to blame partially for what happened. But I think the thing that's interesting um, is the Joe Gibbs uh, 
aspect of this. Mm-hmm. There's no way Joe Gibbs liked what happened after that race. Nope. And anything that NASCAR said to Ty Gibbs after the race could not compare to what <laughs> Joe said after the race. So <laughs> I would look for some of that to get under control because while it's his drivers certainly are the more temperamental guys in the garage when you look at a Denny Hamlin or a Kyle Busch. They don't generally throw hands. And so I don't think that you'll ever see that happen again from, from Ty Gibbs. Well, if we it's don't. It's kind of like getting in trouble at school and then getting in trouble at home. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah. getting in trouble yeah. at school and the principal is your grandfather. Yeah, that's, that's even worse. <laughs> I mean, you better watch out is yeah. all I'm saying. You know, it, it was it was certainly, they came to blows uh, basically Mo. uh Ty Gibbs last week nudged his own teammate out of the way to get a win. This week he gets hit in the left rear by a guy who for all intents and purposes had no chance of getting to the next position past (laughs) Ty Gibbs. And they come to blows in pit on pit road. And it was, you know, exactly what you expect. An absolute melee. So throwback though, right? Let me ask you two guys this question. Ty didn't take his helmet off, and a lot of NASCAR NASCAR fans gave him grief. But Ty is much smaller. Right, he's much smaller than Sam Mayer. Keep your helmet on. Sam Mayer got a black eye. I mean, (laughs) I I tell I tell football players football players all the time. First thing I want to do is take the helmet off. You idiot! That. Of course, I'm not going to punch somebody with a helmet on either. So exactly you know, right. So if you don't take your helmet off, you're you get, less likely to get, get hit. hit or get hurt if you do get hit. So, so. there you go. <laughs> Heather Williams, WCYB TV talks NASCAR with us each and every Wednesday. Heather, thank you so much. We appreciate it and uh, enjoy your Easter Sunday at Bristol. Yeah, all day Easter, but uh, you know we'll get the church service and we'll we'll get it done. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got all of the, this is, this may be most grab bag of the day. So the XFL has named some coaches. The Washington commanders are under fire. Surprise, surprise. That's, that's evergreen. Go figure. Uh, Josh Dobbs has a new team and some transfer portal news. All of that coming up uh, as quickly as we can get to it in the next segment. So stick around on main street sports day. We'll be back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. 
Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Nobody covers high school sports like Main Street Preps, bringing you hyper-local coverage of the teams and athletes in your backyard. Wherever your Main Street is, we've got a podcast for you from the Sumner County Sports Podcast with Zach Womble. Casey's Take on Sports with Dixon Post and Cheatham County Exchange's sports reporter Casey Patrick. The MSP North Podcast with Brady McAtamney and Blaine Keller covering Montgomery and Robertson Counties to Main Street Preps this week with Russell Venosi and Tyler Palmatier with a macro view of prep sports in Middle Tennessee. Find your latest prep sports on your Main Street at MainStreetPreps.com and find these podcasts dropping weekly on these Main Street media social platforms and wherever you get your podcast. Oh, did you happen to to see Columbia Academy down here in Murray County? You know, at pro at pro games, you see the the, the Home Depot Tool Race in Atlanta or the Country Music Star Race at the Nashville Sounds. Apparently, they had a ketchup, mustard, hot dog, and a Batman at Columbia Academy today. And uh, today, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm looking at pictures of it from they posted them an hour ago. I'm not sure when uh, it took place, but <laughs> Marty DeJarnet is the uh, mustard. I thought that was hilarious. It looks looks like Richie may be the tomato. Uh, it it just and maybe it was at the softball game yesterday. I just don't know. All I know is I'm looking at the pictures and they're hilarious. So if you missed it, um, Columbia Academy <laughs> has some great photos, and we'll put them or, or retweet them to our uh, Twitter page here momentarily. Now, getting into the Moe's grab bag of exciting news across the world of sports the xfl has announced its eight head coaches and the names are pretty darn impressive have you happened to see said names i've not well let me help you out please do how about reggie barlow it's interesting because Reggie Barlow was named a couple of weeks ago. Reggie Barlow, who had been head coach at Virginia State, 
And once he left Virginia State, named interim head coach, was former Tennessee State quarterback, former Tennessee State offensive coordinator, Shannon Harris, who I covered when he played there. And so in in the there's always a Nashville connection. There it is. Um, Well, not just that, but playing receiver at Virginia State is former Spring Hill quarterback Tyler Oden. Ah. So keep keep an eye on VSU this fall. I'm not sure if they are going to try to open that up over the summer or if they're going to go through the 2022 season with Shannon Harris or what the situation is, but um, certainly something to watch. But, yeah, Reggie Barlow. Reggie Barlow and uh, among the names. Terrell Buckley. T-Buck. Rod Woodson. Okay, right. It's a little interesting. Anthony Becht. Former tight end from Iowa, right? I'm an NFL tight end. Jim Hazlitt. Hans Ward. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steeler flavor, huh? Rod Woodson and Hans Ward are kind of unique in this situation here. Bob Stoops, which coached in the XFL right. last time. So mm-hmm. not, not super surprising, but a little mm-hmm. bit. Wade Phillips. That one kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop there. You know, it's interesting, though. I mean, you've got some guys that give you some some credibility for, for quote, minor league football when, when you start talking about Stoops and Phillips in particular. And, and again, Barlow has been on the collegiate level for quite a while. So have they, have they been assigned to teams? They, or There have not been teams named to oh. this point. So they've just hired coaches. They've hired eight coaches, and you guess you – you know, maybe you bid on where you want to go. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. okay. The Washington Commanders are under fire again. <laughs> again. As <Still>. the <laughs> – in 1997, they sent out season ticket packets and said, if you, you, you pay this 25% up front, and then when the contract is over, a multi-year contract, when the contract is over, we will refund you the deposit. Well, two years into these contracts – the Washington Redskins are sold. And so they have to honor the contracts, but they don't have to make it easy. So if you call after your contract is over and you say, Hey, I don't want to renew my tickets. Let me get my refund. They're like, okay, but you got to send us a certified mail letter to get it. So like five to 10% of people actually went through it, including Roger Goodell was an owner of one of these seats. And <laughs> I mean, then they were underreporting their numbers to league revenue share. So they were putting revenue into other like buckets that didn't necessarily that would have not gone into the revenue share bucket. So yeah, the commanders are <laughs> If anybody's looking to have a, to relocate a uh, an existing NFL team, I got a feeling the Washington Commanders may be. I don't know, man. I can't. I can't see there not being NFL football in in Washington. I mean, they were one of the founding franchises of the league. I I, I don't imagine that's going to happen. I, I can't imagine somebody, Daniel. I can't imagine them forcing Daniel Snyder to sell it. Though. Yeah, he he's going to have to go. He, yeah. So. 
This is, I mean, if you could force Jerry Richardson out at Carolina, I don't know why you couldn't force Daniel Snyder out. I mean, the, I guess there has to be some sort of link between Goodell and Snyder at this point because the how he has not already been with everything that has been connected to that franchise. Yeah, it's a link. I like the way you put that. Maybe, you know, maybe somebody got pictures or something. Who knows? <laughs> they must have something. I don't know what it is, but it, it's been uh it's been one thing after the other, kind of like Ty Gibbs. <laughs> it's just like speaking of connections to Washington. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that, that was unintended, but hey. even better. Uh, former University of Tennessee quarterback Joshua Dobbs, who Chris cannot follow on Twitter. I was about to say, I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know this. Going. Yeah, no, you would not know this. <laughs> um, has apparently signed with the Cleveland Browns. I, I don't know if um, the Haslam's had anything to do with this or not, but um, he has, has joined the quarterback room there along with, Obviously, Deshaun Watson, um, Jacoby Brissett, and Baker Mayfield as of right now. So, um, spent the past two years with the Steelers. Played in one game, completing four or five passes for two yards. Um, overall, in, in six professional games, he has completed 10 of 17 passes for 45 yards and a pick um, between the Steelers and the um, Jacksonville Jaguars. So, hmm. Finally, last thing on our list, couple of items to get to in the transfer portal. One, JT Daniels has a new home, the former Southern Cal. Another, <laughs> another one. Uh, another one. <laughs> TJ Khaled <laughs> over here. And this father, former Southern Cal and University of Georgia quarterback will take his talents to Morgantown. To almost heaven. Almost heaven. <laughs> almost. Almost heaven. West Virginia. Blue Ridge Mountains. Yeah. Yeah. That um is Heather right. back on? Uh, right. <laughs> uh, no trains, but we got sirens here in Columbia. Goodness. And then former Vanderbilt football player Tyler Steen has a new home and it's he's trading up. <laughs> Talk about it. Boo. Headed to Tuscaloosa. Started at the bottom. Ooh. Hey, now. Yeah, now, now we're, we're here. here. Hey, now. <laughs> Come on, Mo. That's so good. <laughs> oh, man. Look it out. Look out. Look out. All right. So we've got, we got, we got the grab bag done. We're going to take a quick break because it's halftime, and we want to uh, get to some stuff that's outside of the, the, the world of sports. So you guys stick around on Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We will be back. After this. <laughs> 